The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, also now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, and in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all those other podcasts out there as well. As always, I'm Big Joe. And I'm Carl Carafel. Yes, and uh, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, Carl. But before, as, as usual, uh, these past few episodes here, before we get into the wrestling discussion, just uh, how are things going over in Carl Carafell land up in northern Ontario, Canada? <laughs> sound like you're busy. You sound like you're busy. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it... If you guys don't know, if this is your first time listening, I am in the private security business. And, uh, yeah, we are getting lots of work, um, lots of mobile work for us, uh, including uh, checking different businesses. Plus, we're getting what we call static guard work as well, where mm-hmm. we're standing at banks or standing at grocery stores, stuff like that. Um, I am actually going to be doing a... Static guard shift come this Friday. This is going to be the first one that I've done in a while. Uh, normally, I am doing our mobile division. So, yeah, it has just been busy. I have two words for you, sir. Dr. Scholes. That will help you out. Hopefully, if you're oh, standing still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially, when I, I work a job too where I'm on my feet constantly. And for those who don't know, you know, I, I'm a night worker at a uh, at a large retailer, um, stocking product during the evening. And we've still been going pretty strong uh, too. Uh, believe it or not, people are still buying stuff uh, in this time of uh, whatever it is that we're dealing with here. Um, yeah, people still want to buy stuff to do stuff while they're staying home, self isolating, or whatever the uh, the case may be. Um, People want to be able to do stuff, and I totally understand. At the same time, people will get a little unreasonable, a little impatient, uh, given the scenario. So people exercise a little bit of patience. Uh, we're, we're working to to get the stuff uh, for you, but uh, you know we need you to be a little understanding on your end as well, because it's not uh, an easy job what we do. So uh, give us a chance to to catch up, and we'll get there for you. All right, man, let's get into some wrestling discussion here. And I, th- I think we'll kind of lead off. Uh, unfortunately, it's a bit of a negative thing, but I definitely wanted to address it because uh, it's uh, kind of a growing concern and, and it's come up again with this particular individual. And we're talking about Miss Nia Jax here, Carl. Uh, this was during a Empty Arena episode of Raw and a pretty scary spout uh, involving a, a Kyrie Sane. Did you have a chance to actually watch a clip of this or see uh, the, the aftermath of this at all? 
I actually watched it as it happened. Yeah. What are your th- What are your thoughts on uh, Nia Jax as a worker in the ring? She needs to be fired. Just get rid of her. Like uh, enough is enough now. How many yeah. more people have to be injured at the hands of Nia Jax before something is done? Yeah, I, I, I agree one hundred percent. You know, I don't, I don't want to totally bury this individual because I I mean I understand. It's tough, man, because I mean she's had so many chances and so many opportunities to improve you know, during this time off to, to to train. It just and it just I don't know if it's her by choice not doing so or if it's WWE just sending her out and uh, like how could they not be seeing you know when she was she she must have been at the performance center kind of getting ready for the for this return and. Were they maybe just seeing something that we weren't, or were they just turning a blind eye because of, of who it is? Like, man, there's just so many unknowns, and it just it, it angers me that there's somebody in the top company in the business out there hurting people. Like, not legitimate, like like not on purpose, seemingly, but j- just carelessly. I think is maybe the the word I'm looking for there. Very good word to use there. Carelessly seems to be uh, the word that other people have used as well. Um, yeah, just seriously, like. You're supposed anyone else that goes in there, uh, let's say it was Tamina. Tamina mm-hmm. going in there with Nia Jax. Tamina is a big girl as well. Um, she is going to be just as uh, rough as Nia Jax can be. But Tamina is going to ensure that not only she is safe, yeah. but that her her opponent is safe as well. And that's all part of the professional wrestling business. It's it's a essentially a choreographed dance that you guys are doing out there that is uh, unknown as to you know the the full thing isn't done and set and put into place. Mm-hmm. But you will be going out there, and this you're going to be doing stuff that you know how to do, and yeah. you're calling the spots in the ring, and it's 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 a matter of knowing how to do these things properly right. and doing that um, doing that move that she did mm-hmm. uh, a power bomb buckle bomb um, it's already buck, dangerous yeah, to buckle begin bomb with. a power yeah. bomb that that she throws them into the into the turnbuckles um, yeah you really have to know how to do that properly yep. if you don't know how to do it properly and safely don't do it I mean, look at it ended the career of Sting, and I mean, they knew how to do it properly. You know, uh, not the first time Seth Rollins has done that move. Um, maybe Sting didn't take it a whole lot in, in his career, but I mean, you know, anything can happen. It's already physical enough to begin with, and then you have somebody like this just... And it, it didn't even look like she like aimed properly to, to kind of throw her. I mean, her, the back of her head hit the middle turnbuckle, and I know Kyrie's a, kind of a little girl, and maybe couldn't hit that that top one, but I mean, just uh, damn it! Like it was, it was kind of scary to watch. And uh, you know, th- this profession is already dangerous enough to begin with, dangerous enough to begin with, and see something like this is kind of unnerving. And I know what some people are thinking: Big Joe, Carl Carafel. Oh, this is just Nia Jax being a heel. No, uh, this is not that. Yeah, I mean, she obviously she's playing a heel character, but I mean, this um, you can't chalk it up to her just being a bad guy, quote unquote, finger quotations. Uh, this is just her being careless. 
That's what it, it is. Definitely it is. I mean, so. she might have thought that she was doing things properly, but I mean, in the end, it, it did not go properly. No. Um, and, I mean, you, you mentioned with Sting as well, right? Seth Rollins and Sting. Um, yeah, definitely. Like they know how to do it properly. Um, I don't know. Like, is it, we, we're going to have to continue to watch Nia Jax because uh, it could be that this was just a, uh, um, a one-off. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So next up, guys, Carl. Th- this is a topic you've kind of turned me on to. I, I was kind of I-, I came up with some topics for the run this week, but uh, after a few of them, I, w- I was kind of scratching my head, come up with stuff. And thankfully, you know, some more has kind of happened in the meantime. But you sent me a few things here, and uh, I definitely want to get to them here. First up, uh, up here in Canada, CWE putting on a forty-five minute Facebook Live show. Uh, this was kind of news to me. I still haven't had a chance to to, to see it. Unfortunately, uh, did you have a chance to watch this and see what it was all about? I have not watched the event yet, but we do have available on our Facebook page mm-hmm. at TB Talk Pod. The show is available there. It looks nice. a little deceiving. It looks as though the <laughs> ring is sideways. Don't worry about that. The camera does change. Um, I implore you go, go and watch it. I mean, anything that comes out of CWE has always been good. And I've always been a fan of anybody that is working there. So go and check them out. Um, they were doing it with no obligations, Mm -hmm. but if you did want to, as some people uh, that I know did, uh, they were, they were accepting donations because they, with this COVID-19 have run into the situation where, their 11th anniversary tour, mm-hmm. the summer tour, has essentially been canceled. Yeah, it can happen. So they are making absolutely no money. Yep. But uh, CWE still wanted to put out uh, some content for their fans, and uh, essentially that's what they did. Now, um, if you'll indulge me for a moment, I- I'll actually go through the through the card. Sure. And um, I'll give the winners and the losers and stuff. Uh, but don't let that deter you from going to watch because they Absolutely always not. put on a good show. Yep. Who we got? So it was, it was only a forty-five minute show. Mm-hmm. So we we had uh, four-time CWE champion Hotshot Danny Duggan uh, submitted the Ringmasters Entertainment alumni Brad Atti- or Bad Attitude Bradley <laughs> Scott, and it was a pretty quick matchup, but it happened. And that was Bradley Scott's CWE debut, and he was beaten with the Crueler Crossface. That is uh, Danny Duggan's version of the Crossface. CWE newcomer Adrian Burton defeated the River City Rocker in convincing fashion. Match number three, the mastermind Kevin Cannon was victorious against rookie star Chad Daniels in an oppressive outing for Daniels against the veteran. And then two-time CWE champion, the Canadian crusher, AJ Sanchez, scored a win over the 2020 King of Transconia limited edition Johnny Malibu in a controversial fashion and was greeted with a receipt by Malibu after the bell for his antics. So something for you to go and check out what happened, what was controversial, and what was that receipt that Malibu gave to AJ Sanchez afterwards. So 
Uh, just a quick little update on things with CWE. Decisions made this week by Manitoba government will be the final ones made before CWE management makes a decision on the current remaining dates. Still a small but unlikely possibility at the end of May. Depending on the verdict, another live stream special may be scheduled in the month of May to compensate for any canceled events. There we go. So hmm. be on the lookout if they are not able to do live events with people, they may try to do another Facebook live event where you can donate a little bit of money to help out with the costs. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, actually, while you're reading through that card, uh, part of being kind of uh, you know involved with the professional wrestling doing a podcast. So just during you reading that card, Carl, I mean, I received five friend requests from people involved in some respect in the wrestling business <laughs> and just accepting accepting way to read that off. And kind of an interesting thing that happened recently too. You had mentioned CWE, uh, and this isn't on the run here, but I thought I'd figure kind of I'd mention because it, it was kind of cool. Uh, there is a CWE talent uh, who goes by the name Mentalo. Uh, I don't know if you've kind of seen a. About him, uh, Carl, um, reached out to, to Facebook the other day having issues with a external hard drive that, uh, that he had damaged. And, uh, and I saw the post and I was like, hey, like, uh, I kind of, uh, well, hey, I'm somebody who's kind of involved with wrestling and, uh, yeah, I know a little bit about technology. Uh, I'll send you a message. And then for like two hours, uh, I was like doing tech support for this wrestler, uh, be, also being me being a wrestling podcaster. So it was, it was just kind of kind of cool. And uh, I think I pointed him in the right direction. And hopefully, brother, that works out for you. And you can recover all that data because I guess he had most of his uh, recorded matches from his career on this drive that could all potentially kind of be lost. Uh, so hopefully wow. he can uh, recover that because that's, he, I think he told me like 15 years worth of uh, uh, work there that could be lost all in one fell swoop. So, yeah, uh, I was going to say Mentalo is a uh, veteran mm -hmm. in the business of professional wrestling. So, yeah, like there would be a lot of stuff that he would have on a hard drive, definitely. Yeah, and uh, thankfully when he mentioned it to me, it sounded like there was just something maybe physically uh, wrong with the drive. It doesn't sound like it's corrupted at the file level. So luckily I, I think maybe like the Geek Squad or something could probably recover the data for him. So uh, kind of pointing him in that sure. direction, I hope it works out because that would be a lot of content down the drain. That would be really unfortunate. Um, something else here that I thought was really interesting and uh, I haven't seen anything about this uh, so I was kind of curious when you had brought this up uh, we're talking Hulk Hogan um, there's going to be a Netflix biopic on Hulk Hogan and it's apparently going to star Chris Hemsworth uh, I would have not have guessed that Carl me either to be honest with you I was very shocked and surprised when I had seen the name Chris Hemsworth um, those of you who, who, who don't know who Chris Hemsworth is um, Marvel movies you're looking thor yeah he's thor okay so everybody knows who thor is yeah uh, and and all the all the ladies oogle over thor and <laughs> and and all of this stuff oh, yeah. um so chris hemsworth or thor uh, will be playing hulk hogan hmm. in a netflix biopic how cool is that actually yeah. that you know we're able to get uh, for for the small world of professional wrestling, because uh, as much as we would love to believe that it is huge, we really know that it isn't. It's it's a smaller kind of community, but to see people like Chris Hemsworth coming to do prof 
professional wrestling biopics or movies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. I love being able to see big name actors getting into a little bit of something to do with professional wrestling. Yeah, and it's always kind of cool to see biopics slash documentaries on professional wrestling, especially for us being lifelong fans. Even just recently, with all the stuff going with Dark Side of the Ring, I know it's, again, not on the run here, but uh, this past week uh, there was an episode done on Dino Bravo, um, which uh, I'm not sure if you haven't had a chance to watch it, but I have. And uh, it was uh, very interesting, especially coming from a Canadian perspective, a lot of it uh, um, being uh, told through the the eyes of his family, especially his daughter. So a lot of it uh, kind of being spoken in French, but being translated. And what an unfortunate situation. I mean, the the guy was extremely talented. was it going to maybe quite get up to that main event level in WWE and then to to be let go and then having to resort working for the mafia essentially and seemingly being murdered over a cigarette deal gone bad? I mean, damn, like, <laughs> what a crappy way to go, Carl. Definitely it is. I mean, damn, like, unfortunately for Dino Bravo, it just seems as though that time and age kind of got away from him a little bit. Um, running his own company uh, in Quebec and then uh, from there getting the call and and going to the WWE and only being there a very short amount of time mm-hmm. before they did not renew his contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, very unfortunate that he had to actually go and, and you know, kind of get involved with some of these other people. Stuff like that, and, and and then to get into, and I mean, it was it was huge, huge there for you know s- cigarette smuggling, yeah, uh, because it was a lot cheaper to get it from from the natives and the native reserves. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what was happening, and he was he was just part of that smuggle ring that was going on, and I guess uh, possibly he had kept some with a bunch of money and you know i think it was like what thirty six thousand dollars something like that um and that's that's kind of what he really lost his life over was cigarettes and thirty six thousand dollars damn it it's so unfortunate and what was kind of cool uh, on a personal level for for myself and yourself while watching this um i could not think of somebody that you and i know who um you know has retired recently uh, who knows he might step back in there again but when i watch dino bravo you know who i see carl i see our friend Vinny, or not Vinny, I see Mr. Diego da Vinci. Um, you know, we've yes. had him on Turnbuckle Talk, you know, before we were a podcast when we were doing uh, radio work. And it really kind of struck me when I'm watching this. I'm like, damn, I was like, like Diego was obviously influenced by Dino Bravo. I mean, just uh, other than, you know, Diego not being French, <laughs> Diego being Italian. Um, but I mean, uh, Dino had some Italian in him too, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, it was very striking to me uh, watching that. I was like, damn, I was like, you know, this reminds me of our friend Diego da Vinci. Definitely it does. I was... Uh... Very much so thinking that exact same thing the entire time watching. And anytime that I've seen Dino Bravo, I've always or any time that I saw Jimmy, um, it was it was the same thing. Uh, Yeah. Or Diego, Diego da Vinci. um, It was it was the same thing. I always, always had seen and thought Dino Bravo just. The size and the way he moves and the way he works and everything is just so reminiscent. Yeah, for sure. So another thing, um, 
happened here. And then this one is uh, interesting, uh, I guess. So we, we've been talking about the WWE 2K uh, wrestling game. I mean, it's no secret that this past year's game, 2K20, was uh, pretty much a disaster. Um I have no idea kind of what happened behind the scenes there. If maybe they just ran out of time to really kind of make the game good or what the hell happened there. But uh, it does appear that the 2K21 uh, version of the WWE game is canceled. And in its place, they're going to go for a really arcadey type of game. It's going to be called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. A very uh, over-the-top arcadey style of wrestling game. Um this isn't exactly what I was kind of hoping for here, Carl. I was hoping that they were going to go for like a fire pro world, uh, type of approach, which I think would have been really cool. Um, this is clearly aimed at the younger audience. It definitely is. Um, I honestly, I'm okay with it because mm-hmm. how many games do we have out there that, that are like that? Mm-hmm. There really aren't very many. You talk about the fire pro, um, I mean, it essentially is is kind of like all the rest, right? I mean, yes, it has some uh, you know some differences to it, but it's it's essentially just like any other wrestling video game that's out there. Uh, whereas this one here, having the kind of arcadeish type of look, uh, you know, not necessarily eight bits, but more just kind of uh, over the top caricature type of work uh, and and i i, I kind of dig it to be honest mm-hmm. and it looks like um there will still be like the simulation type of game just essentially they're getting an extra year so having said that uh, they're getting two years to develop a new wrestling game and it better be damn good because i think if they strike out again uh they're gonna be looking elsewhere for a wrestling game i i 100 <laughs> percent agree you are so, correct so yeah so we'll be uh uh, waiting with bated breath to hear how that kind of goes. Um, another thing that was uh, kind of interesting here, Carl, in this past week, WWE announced their um, their earnings for the first uh, quarter. You know, thanks to uh, me being on the Hot Tag WrestleCast with Rick, I, I'm kind of privy to a lot of this information and actually was able to listen to the call. And to kind of spare you all the, the numbers and, st- and whatnot, uh, because you'll be able to uh, go catch that on, on the WrestleCast. You know, we had Mr. William Alice on, uh, who, uh, you know, both him and Rick are shareholders in the WWE, so that we really kind of broke down the numbers there. So you can go check out that aspect of it. I more kind of just wanted to touch on just how the kind of the conversation happened. Uh, right at the hop, I mean, Vince was on the call. I mean, he was the majority of um, what was being spoken during the call. And just right at the hop, just listening to Vince talk, he is burned out and he is stressed out. You can hear it in his voice that the man is going through a lot right now. And you can tell that it's not necessarily getting to him, but he sounds like he's been uh, going through some rough times. Like just his voice, like it just, it's rough. And I kind of feel for the guy, to be honest. As much as I, as much as I like to kind of crap on Vince, I'm kind of feeling for him right now. He's, he's, he's sounding really rough. Well, I'm sure that he's very stressed out with everything that's going on, everything that's happened from, uh, you know, Inside the WWE to having releases, to having layoffs, to, uh, again, essentially losing and having to go into bankruptcy over the XFL, uh, plus age, and I'm sure health is playing a factor in there as well. Um, The guy isn't getting any younger, unfortunately, so I'm sure that everything is just piled on top and he's just stressed and and of course it's going to come through in his voice. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
a lot of things were kind of hinted at about, you know, possibly of going away from the, the, the WWE network. And I, I think the big one that's out there, that a lot of people are hearing about and kind of predicting of where it's going to go is ESPN plus where I think that they should really investigate. And I think that this would be very clever price. It would put in the price range for a lot of people here, Carl, I think they need to team up with Amazon for this and what you can do, um, just because with that platform, you can do so much, right? You could tie that WWE subscription right into Amazon prime. You do that. That would be, make it very affordable for a lot of people. And then that ties into selling merchandise onto Amazon as well. Cause people have that prime membership and have that WWE merchandise available on Amazon. Wow. That, that's a big deal for not only for WWE, but for Amazon too, who, I mean, like right now, like it, it, they must just be getting flooded with stuff and they're still kind of delivering. You know, we've had a few things here uh, delivered um, through Amazon in a reasonable time. And uh, given all that's kind of going on, they've really been doing some good work. And a lot of people like to talk a lot of crap about Amazon, but man, they, they deliver on, uh, on their products. And I think this would be a really powerful partnership for both companies. I think it definitely would be too. Um, Sometimes change is hard mm-hmm. and especially hard for, for people. Um, but they would, they would have to do it that it is mm-hmm. part of your Amazon prime. Yes. Um, yep. but then you're going to get these people that are saying, well, I'm already paying for prime. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be charging me extra on top of this now? You know, like so you're going to run into those type of issues and stuff. Right. And I mean, yeah. I know like even for the, for the network here in Canada, they, the price has been raised, you know, it went from yeah. uh, $12. It's gone to $15. Yeah. Uh, I still pay it cause I don't care. <laughs> um, there's content on there that I still enjoy watching. Uh, I still tape the NXT shows. So yeah. I still get to see those. Uh, there are different specials that happen, like the Broken Skull sessions that have been happening. Uh, some really good stuff coming out of those that I've enjoyed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm going to continue to pay for the network as long as it's around. Um, and I enjoy that I still get the pay-per-views. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what will kind of happen because uh, supposedly there's this free tier of the WWE Network coming out as well, which I don't know what all that's going to entail. Um, and one thing on this earnings call too, they they really boasted they, that they had over two, uh, at their peak for uh, this uh, first quarter, they had over 2 million subscribers for the network, but yet no word on how many of those were actually uh, free people signing up for that period of time where it was free. I'm not sure if that still is the case. Uh, but I have a feeling that a lot of those were were free people that then exited very quickly once they were going to be charged. Again, that, that's kind of all speculation, but I think could very well be a large chunk of those numbers. And um, you know that, that was kind of the uh, the 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 whole theme of, of the thing of them just kind of really boasting about a lot of the positive numbers, but really kind of avoiding a lot of the negatives. So, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, that's uh, you have to be smart business wise and and try and put a positive spin as much as you can. But, you know, really much, very much the message of, you know, we're doing what we can for our fans, all for the fans, all for our fans, but not really addressing the issues with the talent and the people in the company. So, because in that situation, they would come off really negative. So I, I get it. But at the same time, it felt like they were really just doing the, the, the old McMahon move of, look how great we are as a company, despite all just how kind of poor the actual product is right now. It, it, it's It's very strange seeing this call when you when you look at the actual product it, it, it's like the two just don't match it, it's it's kind of strange 
it definitely would be strange. You're right. Um, I think though, with, with the, the the business and and all sports mm-hmm. taking a, a pretty big hit right now, oh, yeah. you can't focus on the negatives because yeah. that's only going to pull things down even more. So you really have to focus on those positives that are are happening within the company. And then you speak about you know like not not really addressing you know any of the uh, the talent or any any of the releases or anything like that. Again, you, you really can't. I mean, yeah you're already in such a low place right now that you don't want to even mention that. And then even on a personal level, do we really want to, some people might, but I don't want to hear about all the details going into, you know, this person was fired because of, or this person was let go because of, or this person was, you know, put on to, uh, you know, laid off because of, I don't, I don't need to know. I don't care to know any of that because that's their personal life. Yeah. You know, if you were fired from from a, a company or, or uh, you know, put on to uh, a layoff from a company, do you really want all of that being out there for the public to hear? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to give those people that were, uh, you know, on the short end of this stick mm-hmm. uh, the same respect that I would want. So. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't really go into or mention any of that because it just isn't needed. They they need their own personal lives as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's very odd to see how boisterous everything has been in a positive fashion on this call, but yet doesn't seemingly reflect in the product. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, before we get to our match of the week segment here, Carl, let's uh, hit on a little bit of breaking news. Uh, one big one that uh, I don't know if you have seen this, but I'm going to send this to you in real time because uh, we're on the uh, I guess the we're on the anniversary of when this moment happened in WCW. One of probably one of the most infamous uh, incidents to happen on uh, WCW of a certain person winning a title. And I'm going to send Carl a little something uh, live on Facebook here um, and wait till he gets it before I, I say what it is here. Um, Inducted into the Collar Flower Alley Club, Mr. David Arquette. What do you think of that, Carl? <clears throat> sure, why not? Yeah. Why not? The guy I mean, has it, become a legitimate wrestler in the independent scene, Carl. Uh, yeah, that's, people that's are forgetting was, about that's that. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, short of what he did in WCW, yeah, I mean, they, they put the title on him and stuff like that, and it was very gimmicky and, and whatever. Like, I get it. Right. And then, you know, like the uh, the movie Ready to Rumble and, and all of this. Right. Like, yeah. so I totally get it. Um, so for the world of professional wrestling, which the Cauliflower Alley Club, that's what they look at. They look at what your impact has been in the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And now he's out there doing independent shows and, and really, yeah. you know, making a name for himself doing that. I think it's great. Yeah. Good for him. And the fact that we're still talking about it after all this time has passed, I think it legitimizes that, uh, what you just said there, uh, the impact that it had on the industry. Whether whether it's positive or bad, I mean, that's really opened up to interpretation um, fan to fan. But uh, yeah, in, honest, in my honest opinion, I think that it's, it's well-deserved. I mean, the guy uh, has clearly gone out and has been legitimately trained and is um, actively working. I don't know how active he is, but... Yeah, he's been working quite a bit. I've been seeing him 
popping up all over the place. So um, I said congrats to him. Uh, the Cauliflower Club Club's a very exclusive club. And uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, too, they help support um, some people in the business as well, like if you're kind of down in your luck and whatnot. So they do a lot of good over there at the Cauliflower Alley Club. And I know through our uh, partnership with uh, Collar and Elbow that they um, contribute or you can um, add – uh, to your order to kind of contribute towards uh, them as well. So uh, a very cool thing if you um, have never heard of it, go to the cauliflowerallyclub.com. That's a tough uh, kind of phrase to say, Cauliflower Alley Club. It's a bit of a tongue twister. But go check out the website. Uh, there's uh, some pretty significant names on there. There definitely is. I, if you have not taken a look, please do. Um, a lot of the names that you would throw out there no. that are like, Hey, I would love to see this person in the <laughs> WWE hall of fame, just because of the pageantry that's put around that. Right. Um, you're going to see a lot of those names that mm. are part of the cauliflower alley club. Yeah. Um, for me, the cauliflower alley club. That's hard to say. It is. <laughs> um, for me, it's more prestigious yeah. than the WWE mm. hall of fame. I mean, if you've made it to a level where the Cauliflower Alley Club is welcoming you into their fold, you've made it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they recognize some amateur wrestlers as well. And that I just look at the names. I mean, uh, a lot of them, um, I think there's even a couple of boxers in there too. Rocky Marciano is one that's in there. I don't know if he's actually done some professional wrestling, but uh, it looks like they, they go beyond just professional wrestling as well, which is cool. Yes, it is. All right, Carl, match of the week segment here. Um, again, you know, with what's kind of going on here, not getting to watch a ton of professional wrestling just because there really isn't a whole lot to watch. Uh, I'm still kind of uh, on hiatus from watching Raw SmackDown just because uh, they really turned me off of WrestleMania. But I have been watching AEW week to week, and uh, that is where my pick is going to come from this week. Uh, the leadoff match for AEW Dynamite between... Sammy Guarva, I almost forgot it. Sammy Guarva and uh, Darby Allen. Um, that was a fantastic match. Great back and forth. Both young guys really looking to make a scene. And man, they've they've both really made a name for themselves in AEW so far. Excellent match. It definitely was an excellent match. I mean, they always put on a good show. Yeah. Always. Both of those guys, yeah. no matter what, like they, they really do. So it, it was fantastic to see. I was very happy with the match. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Darby getting the win. He's moving on. It looks like he'll probably face Cody in that semifinal round. And it looks like it's going to be Dustin versus uh, Archer, Lance Archer and that other um, side of the bracket. So it looks like it's um, on, they're on a collision course for it to be Cody versus Archer. So uh, that's going to be one hell of a, uh, of a final for that tournament. Definitely it is. You talked about Dustin Rhodes being on that other side. That is where my pick is coming from this week. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes versus Kip Sabian. Mm -hmm. Um, The young versus the vet. I mean, this was a great match. I mean, not a like solid A++++++ whatever match. (laughs) I mean, I would give it like a B rating. Yeah. but it it's not like a bad B rating. No. <laughs> like this was just a, a very good match all around. Even seeing a little bit of interaction coming between um, Penelope Ford and Brandy Rhodes. 
So that was uh, pretty cool as well to see just a little bit, you know, between them. Um, Brandy delivered, you know, a spear to Ford that sent her to the floor. Yeah. um, Which was, you know, uh, very interesting to see. So a little bit of interaction, a little bit of psychology, a little bit of just everything was put into this matchup. Very, very happy with how things went and loving seeing Dustin Rhodes still going out there and putting on a good show. Stipulation for this match was that if Dustin Rhodes lost, that he would retire. Mm-hmm. We still have Dustin Rhodes as he won this match. And I like the little uh, segment that they shot as well with uh, Cody talking to Dustin on the phone and that whole kind of interaction yeah. too. They set that up uh, really well. And, it, and it, it gave some stakes to the match as well. I mean, it, there's so many of these you know, to, to go back on the WWE when you see a lot of these matches on television, it's just like there's nothing at stake or there's nothing really kind of on the line seemingly with a lot of these matches that are just kind of thrown together. Uh, one thing AEW does really well is that they there's a lot of times, you know, there's something on the line or something at stake. There's a reason for these two individuals or possibly more, giving the tag team match, for them to actually have a match together to actually justify it. And um, that's a... In my opinion, a real difference between the two products when we look at AEW versus WWE is that just uh, they, they set that up so much better. They definitely do. And I, that is one reason why I am loving what AEW is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are someone who has listened to the podcast for a while, you know that one of the biggest things that I say is it's all in the little things. Yeah. And that helps add to those little things things yeah and one other thing i wanted to add uh too as well because we had mentioned wrestling video games i, I did mention them briefly uh, just to kind of give a quick opinion on it um you know here in canada i don't know exactly how it's done in the states i imagine it's pretty similar uh, i got a, actually a really really good income tax return this year uh so i was able to to go and purchase myself something i uh because this isn't available on uh, the system that i had um i bought on the on the cheap a, a ps4 and is able to play fire pro wrestling world and wow the, this game is fantastic it's available on uh, on pc as well um so it's like a pc and uh, a sony exclusive and damn you can even there's even a mode called fire promoter mode where you can basically run a promotion and you're going up against other promotions as well it, it's, a, it's a really in-depth game and um it's fantastic. I mean, it just it makes WWE games look like Bush League, Carl. <laughs> it really does. It's absolutely fantastic. So for those of you on the, the Sony gaming platform, go check it out. Actually, right now you can get it on the cheap. It's normally about $70. Right now it's $20 on the PlayStation Store for the course of the week here. So go and get it now if you got it. Go get it. So uh, I highly recommend it. All right, Carl, we're going to take a brief break here. We're going to come back with our Showstopper segment. And it's an interesting one this week involving um, how these... Uh, you know, the, how our middle-of-the-road and uh, lower-end promotions can kind of stay afloat given the, the current landscape of what's going on. So we'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Collar & Elbow. Visit CollarAndElbowBrand.com where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we are at that awesome part of our weekly podcast for you ladies and gentlemen welcome to our show stopper segment yeah carl we have a pretty interesting one here this week and this is one that you 
had uh, come up for this week. Like, like I said, you know, I, I came up with some of the run, but I was kind of striking, especially on our showstopper segment. I, I had nothing. So the, the topic that, uh, that you've got for us here this week is can independent wrestling survive on merch sales and internet shows alone? That's an interesting question. And I think short term for the time being, not only is that very possible and, and whatnot, it's really the only choice at the moment. So, um, thankfully there are some promotions that are taking advantage of this in different ways. Um, our friend Kim Arlip has been putting out a ridiculous amount of content over at Ignite Wrestling on her YouTube channel. I mean, multiple times a day, she's, uh, posting matches that have been recorded, uh, over there as well. So, um, she's really been, uh, knocking out of the park with Ignite Wrestling, just uh, to name one specifically. Definitely. And I mean, we've talked about it before on the podcast. Definitely go and check out Ignite Wrestling on their social media platforms as well as their YouTube channel, because Mm -hmm. that's where uh, Miss Kim has really been putting a lot of or all of the content is out onto YouTube for free. Yeah. And I mean, she's been doing great stuff, you know, showcasing tag team. Sh- uh, re- matches that have happened showcasing mm-hmm. uh, the women that have been part of ignite wrestling yeah. um showcasing just amazing singles matches from you know stars like serpentino and uh, aaron epic yeah. um you know like just amazing things from from uh, ignite wrestling and they they have a ton of merchandise over there as well carl on their website, they even, for merchandise, they have Ignite Wrestling Hot Sauce, for crying out loud. Uh, yes. I mean, how freaking cool is that, right? Uh, uh, I still have to get some of that, too, by the way. I got to talk to Kim and, uh, and uh, get some of that here because, for those who don't know, I am a huge fan of spicy food, namely tacos. Um, if you mention the word tacos in the conversation, you had me at taco. So, um, yeah. Ignite Wrestling knocking it out of the park and other promotions. Like you had mentioned CWE uh, doing some of these Facebook shows, uh, Ring of Honor putting out a ton of content on, on uh, YouTube compilations of people who are now in WWE and other promotions. I mean, there is still a lot of wrestling uh, out there to watch, uh, even though there aren't a whole lot of live shows going on. Even with Ring of Honor, um, you mentioned all the stuff that they're putting out onto YouTube and, and compilations of stuff. They're doing the same thing on their weekly programming, which is yeah. exactly what I had said needed <laughs> to happen. Yep. They are showcasing a single person and making yep. the entire show, hour-long show, about them, which is fantastic because this way – you're essentially giving, you know, that really nice nod to that person saying, we appreciate you. Yeah. But also you're ensuring that your fans are not forgetting about your talent and showcasing the amazing things that they have done with other people that have gone to other places within the world of professional wrestling, namely uh, the quote unquote, Big time WWE, you know, showcasing stuff that they've done with WWE stars mm-hmm. uh, before they went to the big leagues. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, that was fantastic for them to do, and I mean, I'm I'm super happy about that. Now, outside of you know smaller promotions and uh, kind of our mid-level promotions. Uh, what's WWE going to be doing kind of going forward? And I do have a bit of a scoop on that. Uh, like I said, uh, thankfully with my partnership with uh, Mr. Rick Vickery and Mr. William Alicia, who's become a regular on the Hot Tag WrestleCast. Um, 
interesting here. WWE is likely going to go with a TV model very much like Impact Wrestling. All talents into one location, produce two weeks of content, and then reset in a new location for the next set of tapings. Uh, outside of marquee specials like Madison Square Garden and overseas, say goodbye to regular house shows. They are just not going to happen, folks. And adios to the brand spit. Uh, brand spit brand split uh, that just uh, isn't going to be a thing for the, the time going forward and contracts are going to be completely different so on the wwe level there are some changes coming and they are coming very very soon girl and honestly i am okay with those changes um it has also been put out there that vince mcmahon is looking at doing more cinematic type of matches for his shows now not necessarily just for pay-per-views but we're looking the weekly shows as well i am super cool with that i have always been a good fan of these cinematic type of matches i was always the fan of Lucha Underground and and the uh, the way that they went about things made it feel more like a uh, an amazing television show mm-hmm. as opposed to just a, a you know like a indie show that you're going to sit in the crowd and, yep. and watch. Um, I don't want them to do it for the entire thing like yep. Lucha Underground did because that honestly it got old and <laughs> Lucha Underground isn't yep. even around. No. Because it costs a lot in post and pre-production to do those things. Absolutely. But doing one or two matches a week in a cinematic type of environment, as long as it continues for a storyline. So take a storyline and have that story be the cinematic focus. That is what I would love to see going forward and then having these you know two weeks where you do uh, pre-tape for two weeks and you have everybody together for you know one or two days get everything done and then these people can take a rest a much needed and deserved rest and break and then come back in two weeks do it all again for a day two days and then have that rest available for them So that keeps them healthy, Mm -hmm. keeps them happy, keeps them energized, and they can give us then the best content available. Now, briefly on that uh, here, Carl, I think even once we get back to having uh, fans in the the arenas for for all this, uh, that approach going forward, could that become maybe the new normal on how to do, uh, how to go about things? Uh, not maybe not just just in WWE, but some of these higher up promotions. I wonder if maybe that could be a, a good smart approach to kind of do going forward. I I think it definitely could be. I mean, even even if you do allow the or once the fans are allowed back into the arenas to do these shows, mm-hmm. do the two weeks of shows with the same crowd. I mean, yeah. it's it's totally fine, yeah. no big deal. Um, We've seen other companies that do it, and and it works out perfectly fine, and I'm okay with it. Um, So, yeah, why not? Just do it. Do it. And then, you know, in two weeks' time, you're going to have another group of people that that are in there for two weeks for for shows. And, you know, obviously any pay-per-views that they do, like those are going to be, I I would assume that those are going to be live Mm -hmm. shows that they do. 
but for the weekly television shows, yeah, we'll just have the same crowd for, for the two-week time, get all the tapings done, and, and things will be fine. The only issue with that approach would be that Fox wants live content. So that's the only issue they would have to work around Fox and, uh, you know, they would have to give a little bit. One thing I'd like to see kind of more of, you know, we'd mentioned the more cinematic feel and some of these kind of deals. I like to see more stuff like the boiler room brawl, like stone cold and Booker in the supermarket. do some stuff like that. I mean, th- those segments were a hell of a lot of fun and I still watch them to this day. They still like pop up on Facebook all the time or they show up on YouTube. Some segments like that, um, could bring some fun, uh, back to the programming as well. I think it's just be a matter if they want to do it or not. Definitely. I think that, uh, that's a good idea as well. Um, to go back to the actual showstopper topic this time, um, I think that for the time being, mm-hmm. as long as we as a uh, community of fans come together and help support, even if it's just one company that you're able to support, um, support that one company. Uh, so whether it's uh, donating some money to CWE for these shows that they do yeah. or... Um, if you, for us, at least in Canada, if you can find a supplier that, uh, you know, will do things in Canada, um, it's a good thing to do that as well. Just allow, you know, yourself to make that purchase of a t-shirt of somebody, um, with Canadian dollars because our (laughs) dollar is crap right now. And, um, I had actually priced it out if I were to buy a shirt off of ProWrestlingTees.com. It's expensive. Who <laughs> is a big purveyor of uh, independent and uh, n- big name wrestling stars. Yeah. Um, it would cost me about $65 Canadian. And that's for yeah. the shirt plus shipping with exchange. And that doesn't include any like taxes or duty or anything like that. We're looking like $65 for one t-shirt. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, that, that sucks. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, if you can find a Canadian supplier to do it in Canadian funds that might make it a little bit cheaper for you, then do it. And if you're in the United States, support those companies, support MLW, support Ignite Wrestling support Southern honor wrestling support, like all these other little companies that are out there, support them any way that you possibly can. Even if you're just buying a $5 sticker or something like that off of them, any, any little bit in this time at least is going to help. And if we all come together and do just that little bit that we can, it's going to go a long way. Well said Carl. And I think that's a good way to kind of wrap up the episode here. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how this kind of all going goes going forward. Uh, I don't know about you and about everybody else out there. I'm, I'm looking forward to things getting back to some semblance of normality because uh, it's getting to be a little much here, not only just for our personal lives but for our wrestling lives as well. It, it, it's been a little funky lately, and I'm looking forward to things getting back to some semblance of uh, what we used to be like. So looking forward to those days soon. Definitely. Hopefully. Definitely <laughs> I am too. All right, man. Well, let's end it off for this week, and we will see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I'd like everyone 
to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows here. You can find that all at GiveMeTheBucks.com. Run. Thank you.